Welcome, welcome, welcome. I don't like that I start off like that. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. I feel like I'm stealing it from John Oliver. To We Want to Talk About It Now, the show where we talk about things that we want to talk about in the moment. It's fantastic. Nobody's ever come up with this idea before, ever, except every other podcaster. Uh, they get too niche, though, in my opinion. Um, as always, a big shout out to... JG, or as we like to call her around the neighborhood, Mama Gibbs. Great to have you listening. I, I don't know if what I love is like every single time that I release one of these episodes, I'm just going to say, hear what we say about Julie Gibson on this episode. Just a clickbait sort of thing. So we'll see how that goes. Maybe that'll get a lot of people to listen to it. Odds are, once again, Julie is our only listener. So we're talking to you and we're, it's great to have you. Well... Today, what I wanted to talk about is a growing problem. I, I <laughs> growing. <laughs> I just thought, have you ever seen that commercial where like, do you have a going problem? Well, it turns <laughs> out you might have a growing problem. That's what, that's what I thought of. Anyways, what we want to talk about today is Sheila and her husband and friends that she have are avid. Oh, by the way, Sheila's on the podcast, are avid. We have a special guest, our avid travelers, who have been to a lot of different locations, a lot of exotic places that are super cool to go to, um, food, culture, beaches, everything. Uh, what I want to talk about now is basically this is just going to be a bragging episode <laughs> where all we talk about is how much awesome, awesomer, how much more awesome we are because... We can, because we have frequent flyer miles and credit card points, we can travel to exotic locations. Now, the most exotic I have ever gone is England. <laughs> no, just kidding. I've gone to, I've gone to Spain as well. Uh, Sheila and I traveled there uh, November 2017. We went to England, and then we made a trip to Spain after that. And what I kind of want to talk about today is how you can plan these trips as well as what you can expect from these trips. Because as I was talking with Sheila, I feel like there's a lot of people who have like this FOMO. I hate FOMO. It's too close to homo, so it sounds like a derogatory term. Um, they have this foam, fear of missing out because they see people posting to their Instagram, which I'm guilty of too. When I traveled, I was posting Instagram stories every single day, posted a lot of stuff. So I'm guilty of that. And I just want to let everybody know it's okay if you can't travel. Eventually, you'll probably be able to, but just don't worry about it. What I want to ask Sheila first is sort of get a little bit of your background as far as places that you have been to, because you have traveled significantly more than I have and been to a lot more countries than I have. And also just because of your work, you've also been to a lot more states than I have, uh, what I would like, if if you don't mind, and I know this is kind of off the cuff, but where were your favorite places based on food, wine, ocean, beaches, everything? Where have some of your favorite places been? Like, um, like ultimately, like if someone's like, I can only have, I can only travel one place. Sheila, tell me where to go. Oh man! Um, but say more. But say more than one place. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can, sorry, let me make it easier. I can, Sheila, I can only travel to three places. Tell me which three <laughs> places to go to. Uh, well, I feel like I'm gonna sound very douchey in my response, which probably probably cut that from the pod. But 
Um, so I would say my favorite, like, overall place to go is Mexico. Um, I, I, I feel like all of the places I've been in Mexico are magical, and I love the people and the culture and the food. And Have you been to Chiapas, Sheila? I have Sheila? not been to Chiapas. Um, I didn't think so. Continue. <laughs> So you would probably know Mexico better than me, but everywhere I've been... I know Chiapas. I know Chiapas, Mexico better than you. (laughs) I don't know anywhere else better than you. I, but I do love Mexico. Like, so if I, if you were just going to go on a vacation, like a beach vacation, I always recommend Mexico. But, um, I would say, I don't know, like that's such a hard question because every single place has such a different appeal. Um, I think like the most beautiful or like stunning place that... Aaron and I have ever been is Santorini in Greece um for like it's like the white cliffs and you're on cliffside and you wake up and you just like look out your window and it's this crazy like edge of the world feeling um but I I really loved Barcelona and I know Alex you were like we were all in Barcelona together but I loved Barcelona for the like energy and like the weather and Everything. I don't know. I I feel like I'm one of those people that I just really like wherever I go. Um, And it really depends on what you're going for. Like, best wine? France. Easily. I don't know. I wish Aaron could weigh in. But I think, like, French wine was, like, so good. Food, I love Mexico. France was also pretty good for food. Um, Vibe, Barcelona. I don't know. Like, it just really depends on what you're going for. Well, what's uh, what's interesting to me is we've had a lot of conversations about this. What's interesting to me is I always was under the impression, like no joke, that your favorite destination was like Ireland. Oh, I love Dublin. Like, Dublin's like my favorite. No, no, place no, I've du- ever yeah. <laughs> well, and so it's uh, the reason I bring that up. It's weird that you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm confused a little. Because I feel like Dublin. Okay, well, because I feel kind of stupid. Racist. No. What? <laughs> like, you just let you let you love going to places where people speak English. <laughs> no, because like, it, well, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. I totally took that bait. But no, like I, that particular, I love Dublin because it was the funnest trip I've ever been on. I went on that with Rebecca. Um, but it was like we were in the same area, this like tourist area. It's called Temple Bar in Dublin for like two and a half days straight, like pretty much at the same bar. So I don't feel like I really experienced what like other Irish people would say even Dublin was, let alone like Ireland. So I always just feel very stupid telling people how much I loved Dublin. Um, but I That's why you feel stupid. What? Nothing. <laughs> I But I love Dublin. Like I had the best time there. The people are so fun. The whole culture... Like, the whole culture, like, I was at two bars for, like, two days. So I can't even, like, comment on that. But my experience of Dublin was amazing. Um, but, like, I don't know if you would like it. I don't I don't know if the average person would like it. It's, like, a very niche thing that we were going for. Like, there was a rug, like, a huge rugby match. There were people in from all over the world. Like, I don't know what it would have been, like, on a different weekend. I was being a little tongue-in-cheek when I made that thing, like, you're racist, oh, because they speak, they speak English there or whatever. I think that's a huge factor in – because what I noticed in Barcelona, if you think about it uh, – I speak Spanish, by the way. I don't think I've mentioned that yet on the podcast. That's where – that's why I talked about Chiapas, Mexico, lived there for two years, serving an LDS mission, learned Spanish pretty well. When we were in Barcelona, I loved it because I could communicate with anybody which was awesome. And, and I'm going to also be honest. And it was like one of those things. I'm just like, 
and you guys can't. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys can't do this, and I'm a little bit prideful about this, and this is cool. I have this on you guys. Whereas, like, when we were in England, we could communicate with everybody, right? And I think being able to communicate in the language of a given region that you're going to travel to is going to be a huge benefit and is just going to make things way more fun for everybody involved because ultimately we're all humans and I am a firm believer in, in, I know a lot of people probably disagree with me on this, that language is more of a unifier than anything. I think if you put like, this is going to say, this is a crazy comparison. You put like a KK per, KKK member from America with a German or, and then you take that same KKK member and put them with a black person from America, despite their racism and despite whatever, they're going to enjoy the experience more with the black person, even though they're racist and are bigoted towards them, than they are with the German. Because if you can't communicate with one another, it's just like, a lot of this, a lot of, I know this is a podcast, but it's just like a lot of nodding and just like, oh, we're, we're trying, we're trying our, we're trying our darndest. Um, and that's why I bring up the Ireland thing. I think that's why, and I know most countries, like they can speak English well enough, but if you can just speak to somebody in their native country, they love you or their native language. They just love you so much more. Than, than they would otherwise. So I highly recommend, even though it's expensive and difficult, don't be like one of those douchebags who just gets like the, like the, like the language translator books and it's just like, duh, 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 duh. like actually make an effort. Like, let's be honest, you're wasting your time listening to this. You're probably wasting tons of time on Netflix. You're probably wasting tons of time and so many different things when if like you totaled up your time wasted, you could probably learn another language by yourself. Um, and I know that's a little bit arrogant coming from someone who was forced to learn another language because I was just put in a place where you have to learn Spanish or you won't be able to survive. And like, it's kind of unfair. I get that. But as I choose places that I'm going to travel, I also want to make a, a concerted, is that a right word? Concerted effort to learn that language as best I can. So at least I know I'm trying. I don't, I don't know if you notice that at all yeah. in any of your travels. No, I, I have. I, well, I would say, like, everywhere that we've been, people did speak English. Um, so I feel like I take that for granted a lot. Uh, like, particularly France was, like, probably the hardest one. Because people could speak English, but they're more resistant, I think. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> they're more resistant to speaking English. And French is so hard. Like, for me, it was very, very hard to learn. Um, I, I did try to learn, like, key phrases and key things before we went using like one of those apps or something for a few months and like it's just such a hard language but they were the ones that I felt like I had the I, like culture wise like people wise I don't feel like I met people that I like really like bonded with like I feel like in Barcelona we met a lot of cool people and Dublin I met a lot of cool people and I think you're right like a big part of that was language <clears throat> I well we we met a lot of people in Barcelona I think two of the people like we met two Germans yeah. who spoke English. So yeah, that was super beneficial. Yeah. Um, so th I, I think that's where at least that part of it comes from. But don't want to give myself too much credit. But I do think it was beneficial having 
Maybe even not, like, maybe not everyone in a group needs to learn a language, but if you just have one person who can speak a language, you're going to do so much better meeting people. Because we talked to, I, I, I don't even remember, I feel like we connected with a lot of people. Yeah. Like with that, that dude at the bar, the chick at uh, Guatemala. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did I ever tell you this? So if you go to Barcelona, there's a tapas place called Guatemala. Um, sorry for doing the accent. It pisses me off when people do accents when they're speaking English. Like, you're, people, Guatemala. There we go. <laughs> she, I don't know if you remember this. She's like, oh, no photos, no photos. I go on Yelp. That bee has taken so many <laughs> pictures with so many people. I'm like, all right, Pilar. Nice try trying to trick me. Okay, all right, I got gotcha. you. Anyways, side note, the Spaniards are liars. That's all I really <laughs> wanted to say about that. I enjoyed Barcelona a lot. I did not enjoy England that much. The one thing that I did, like, Waxy O'Connor's. Oh, by the way, uh, for those of you, if you want to check out my Yelp, Alex S. on Yelp, you can see all of my reviews of the places that we went to in both England and Barcelona by the time that this is released. I Besides like Waxy O'Connor's, I'm a big food guy, so Barcelona was great for food. It got fairly repetitive. I don't know if you feel the same way about that. Like eventually I was just like, no, I don't want tapas anymore. Yeah. I'm good. Like like we went to um, La Flauta. It's this uh, tapas place that was really good the first time. I, I only went twice. You guys went three times. And then the second time I'm like, oh, yeah, this is good. But we had been to like three or four more tapas places before we went the second time. And then eventually I was just like, let's just go. <laughs> One, like, all right, we're going to McDonald's. And then two, let's go to the Mexican. Let's go to the Mexican place. Yeah. And no joke, the Mexican place was like one of the most fulfilling meals of the entire trip. Because I'm just like, this is different from everything else. And food in England was horrific, in my opinion. There is very little redeeming quality. We went to Dishoom, which is a, a chain, an Indian restaurant chain. Um, I've made a joke that might be semi-racist. Like, I'm not exactly sure if it is or not. I'm going to say it. And people are like, well, if you think it's racist, like my joke is, and that's why, and that's why England chose to imperialize because they have no good tasting food. So because literally the only good food I had there was not traditional. Like for food, for food for you, you've talked about this, like French food was your favorite, right? Or at least Frenchy, the restaurant. Frenchie is the best restaurant I've ever been to. Food, like, as a culinary experience, I would say is Italy. But I think it really depends on what you like. But I totally agree that the food in England was nothing to write home about. Like, that English breakfast that we got that one morning was At the breakfast club? Yeah, it was gross. Like, sorry, England, except I'm not sorry. But your Indian food is, like, real clutch. Dishoom was really good. I loved, like, we were... Dishoom was really good. Yeah, like we went a little crazy at Dishoom. The reason that I was just like, all right, we're getting this, getting this, getting this. And by the way, we're going to talk about this. The reason that you can't travel is because it's so expensive. And I don't want to make it sound like Sheila and I are like extremely rich. We just save well so that we can do these things and whatnot. But it's going to be expensive. Travel with as many people as you can to mitigate those costs, but it's going to be expensive. Uh, we went to Dishoom because I was, I, I had already planned that I wanted to go. Did I plan most? Because yes. you did some, you did Barcelona. I planned most of England, unfortunately. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> England's so like, I would be like looking at pictures. I'm like, this blows. This is none of, like this food doesn't even look good. Like we went to... Bayas of Bloomsbury for high tea, which was like a fun experience. That was probably the best 
English food, and whenever you hear my voice go like this, it means I'm doing air quotes. But if that's like what the best that England has to offer, uh, a lot of people were just like, well, you go to England for the history. And then my response to that is like, um, I go to Google for the history, actually. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, say, like, I'm not trying to like talk crap on any, because I know that you know people who have said this because I was there with them. Like, oh, St. Paul's was amazing. And I don't doubt that St. Paul's was probably good. But you want to know what? I, my personality is the type of personality where I'm just like, cool, awesome. It's one of those buildings, I guess. Like, it's, I, it's very, like, even even when we went to, like, the Sagrada Familia, which I thought was cool because it's at least it's kind of, mo- <laughs> I liked it because I'm like, this is modern. This looks new. <laughs> even, like, at the Sagrada Familia, I'm like, I can't believe I paid money to go to this. <laughs> I was like, oh, way to go. Who did that? Gotti? No. Gowdy. Not John Gotti. Gowdy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think <clears throat> I think people travel for different reasons, too. Like, you are you guys are definitely foodies. Like, I feel like you travel to experience different culinary things and see different things. Like for- Which kind of sucks. Which kind of sucks because, like, for the most part, I just want to let everybody know. Sorry for interrupting you, by the way. I just want to let everyone know America's doing a great job. <laughs> like New York, like honestly, like New York, I would never live there, but New York's food, I have a feeling gets everything. Like anywhere that you could travel, I bet you New York can do it at least comparably. Sorry, go Sheila. No, I agree. I also for the people that are listening, I live in New York. So, I agree. Uh I feel like you can find whatever you want here. I, the only, like, really the only meal that I've had that I don't feel like I can replicate is Frenchie, but that's maybe it. I think you're right otherwise. Like, Italian food, I feel like we have amazing Italian food. We have pretty much everything. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, for people who can't see me, which is everyone, <laughs> I'm looking towards my husband to see if he has any suggestions. And he's nodding like this. He's. It's like, yep, Frenchie. Yeah, Frenchie. Just trying, I, just trying to do some work. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I have dual windows up just looking at pictures from Frenchie because it's like such a great meal. But <clears throat> That's a good know. idea. I should get my pictures up from uh, our trip. I feel like people travel for different things, and I think you go to different places for different things. Like I said, like I did not go to Dublin for the food. The food was actually very good because I love pub food because I do, but I would never go there for the food. Well, that was was weird. My favorite food in England, Dishoom doesn't count. Were those mac and cheese croquettes at like that random bar super super close to the Airbnb that we went to? Yeah. Those mac and cheese croquettes were so delightful. Um, And besides that, can't really the pizza place that we went to, Luupalos or something like that. Wrote a review about that. Check it out on my Yelp. I don't know if I've plugged that yet. Um, Not good. Remember, it was just like super spicy, not good. Like, yeah. don't go to England for food. You have to go because you're white or you go for the history, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't know any other real reasons why you'd want to go well, if you there. love, like, pub culture and you love... Mm, yeah, touche, touche. Because like Waxy's was awesome. Yeah, or the bar we went to before that was really fun. Like, I, I don't know. I just really love... If you want to meet people and, you, I don't know, and you want, like, soccer or football culture... Well, he met so many people. He did. It was really fun. I forgot I forgot all about those cops we met at Waxy's. Oh yeah. So I sent so one of my coworkers went to London like right after we did and I sent her to Waxy's and I kept telling her like on our trip that I kept getting lost in Waxy's. Like I was like I've been drinking and I'd try to go find everyone and I'd end up in like some other corridor and she she got lost too. So it was like 
It's this underground world. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's four bars in it, which is insane. Like, is that... Does America do that? I think the only place I went to in New York, there was like one that had two bars, maybe? Tanner Smith's. Tanner Smith's. Yeah, Tanner Smith's, I think, had... Was I thought it was just one up top and one downstairs. Yeah. Like, but it's not like this. Like Waxy O'Connor's, it's just like you can't see. Like you can't see the bars. Like you can't just be standing in one place and see two. Each one is like its own. Oh, and the singing was awesome. Yeah. And it's so <laughs> that like that. That was really fun. That was a really fun um, experience. Like why- I don't know. Like, did you like that more than Cahoots, which was a yes. speakeasy? Oh, yeah. I definitely loved it more than Cahoots. Cahoots had really good drinks, but they were really expensive. And then, but like, Waxies had so much energy and like so many people and so much going on. Like, they had a live Irish band playing music. This was then, a Sunday night, by the way. Yeah. Where I then, like, we were just hanging out and they were playing music and some stranger, like, hooks arms and we danced and I spilled a beer all over myself and it was still awesome. Like, it was just fun. Like, that. And, Alex, I think you like Dublin. Dublin was really fun. It's just like that. England's very expensive. Um, as all, like I've already said, traveling's expensive. England is very expensive. Our Airbnb was very expensive there. It was a nice Airbnb, though. Highly recommend going that route. It's going to be less expensive than a hotel, likely. And if you're going with a lot of people, it's definitely going to be less expensive because it's just like, all right, let's all just pitch in on this house. I don't remember what it was. I want to say for the three days we were there, it was like 300 bucks a, yeah. a couple, ultimately. Yeah, and London I was think. definitely more expensive than Barcelona. And then like, yeah, and then the other one was like, a, like 50 bucks a night. It was 80 bucks a night for everyone, like total. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. I think all in, we all spent like each like 500 bucks a couple. Yeah, and so all of that to say, like, I agree with you, Sheila. People travel for different reasons, and that's the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because I feel like there's become this culture in the United States, maybe everywhere, that's become rather toxic in a sense where I'll be blatantly on. Like, I've told this to so many people that ask me, like, I almost feel like I have to preface every single thing that I say when I'm talking about, like when I travel, I'm just like, I had a really good time. I had fun in Spain. I also had fun in England, despite the terrible cuisine. I had fun. It was a really good time. Great time with great people. But like, I came to the conclusion that a lot of people, and I know Sheila disagrees with me on this because she doesn't feel like she fits into that mold. But I think a lot of people just travel to say that they traveled and to throw it into other people's faces. And I don't like that. So that's why I feel like I have to preface everything. Like, yeah, so I went to Barcelona. I'm not saying that because I'm trying to brag to you. I am just saying, as a matter of fact, this is something that I have done since we've seen you. And I can be honest and open with it. Like, I can just be like, ah, I would never go to England ever again. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna travel to England just so I can go to Waxy O'Connor's a second time. Does that make sense? I'm not gonna drop seven hundred plus it's gonna be more than that, like two thousand dollars just to go to Waxy O'Connor's one more time because you can find a comp like it's not gonna be the same. Waxy's was great, but like there's a definite cost to enjoyment ratio that people have to find. Like we spent a lot of money when we visited you guys in New York. But it was a lot less than traveling to Europe, and I would say we we hit home runs more often than we struck out. 
I just want to make sure that people realize that they're not, don't get depressed when you see your friends traveling because you want to know what? They're in debt. (laughs) (laughs) They're most likely in debt. They don't have any money when they come home. And that's why they're traveling all the time. Like, that's what I'm going to spend my money on so people can think I'm super cool. Um, I don't, and Sheila, I know that you aren't one of those people. At least you claim not to be. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks. At least you claim not to be. But I, I, going back to like what you said, like people travel for different reasons. I find it hard to justify two, $3,000 for cuisine. Like that's been really hard for me to rationalize after our last trip. Like I did have a lot of fun, met a lot of people, but like, is it really worth, like I could just go to New York again Yeah. for, for like 600 bucks. If you're and get and and try tons of food that we haven't tried before, yeah, because you because you travel, I feel like for cuisine. So like if that if that's what you're like your the novel thing that you're going for is, which travel is all novelty, right? Like we're just seeking more novelty. Then I think like no, then you have to do what's right for you. Like what benefits you? Can can you name off like I know this once again. I know this is off the cuff, but could you name some of the reasons why people travel? Why people? Uh, I, I, like I already said my one that I believe. I believe people travel to show off is like a huge thing. Um, I think people travel for novelty by various definitions of that. Like just like change in your surrounding, change in your food, change in the people that you're hanging out with. So I think like that's a really big one. I think um, to expand your worldview, like to understand how other people live their life and how that differs from yours and what you can or cannot take away from that. I I feel like that's a big one for me. I love seeing all of the cultural nuances for every single place that I travel. Like all of the little things that you don't expect that like people just live their life a little bit differently. Um, I think like literally just beauty. Like there's so many places in the world that are beautiful that I just want to see with my own eyes before I die. Um, People like just meeting people people from different walks of life i i don't know like can i can i sorry yeah just to just to interrupt why why don't we like meeting people from different walks of life where we live well i don't think that this those things are mutually exclusive i think you can want to do that too but i think that there's different like i think the cultural aspect of that is very different in other parts of the world so i think it's just different that was one thing i noticed like in spain and england like i was so outgoing and just like Let's meet everybody. I don't do that here, and I don't know why, because there are probably super interesting people that I could meet. Maybe it's just because, like, in America, we don't do that. Like, you don't just get to talk to anybody. You know what yeah. I mean? But yeah, that, 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 that was, that's something that I had a self-realization of, and it kind of bothers me that I'm so outgoing. I met so – we met so many people, yep. like, when we traveled, and, like, I don't do that here because I don't know why. I agree. I totally agree. Like the the reason I love Dublin so much, I think um, the trip I took with Rebecca was like we met so many people and we had so much fun and we were very open to people. And I don't think that I'm as open to people here at home. But I, I, I this is very specific, I guess, too. But there is something different about like going out culture in different places, too. Like I felt specifically in Dublin like people were more friendly and wanted to strike up conversations and were more open to it than going to a bar in the US but I don't know maybe that's like something that's in my head and maybe I'm just not being open to people well and I'll be honest I think alcohol often helps when like you're meeting people like I I think 
I think there's a lot of people in America that more often than not, you'll like be more open and like, hey, let's talk to these people at the bar because, you know, and I, I feel like when you're on vacation, there's a higher likelihood that you might be intoxicated or drinking or whatever. So I think that helps facilitate meeting people. But yeah, I just, but at the same time, I feel like we met a lot of people, like most of the people that we met in Barcelona, at least, stone cold sober everybody. Yeah. Like we met that guy at that bar right after we went to Gotti, like just like trying to pass time before we went to Guatemala. Um, that guy that was teaching us Spanish and I was asking him what the swear words were in the Dominican Republic. That's where he was from. <laughs> but like, so, so that kind of disproves my theory in a sense, my hypothesis, because we weren't like thinking, I, I thinking about the people we met there, right? Isn't yeah. that true? Like we were, we're so all of us were sober when we were like meeting people in Barcelona, England. Different story, but yeah, I do think that there's something like you're more open, or at least we were more open to people wherever we went than we would be at home. But I also think like if we were in a big group like that in the U.S., maybe that would be different too. Dude, I totally epiphany right now. It's because we're different, and people are interested in things that are different. Yeah. People want to talk to us because we're Americans. Yeah, people there's gonna, obviously you're, you, you obviously there's going to be people who hate Americans or whatnot, but for the most part, no one cares, and it's just like, oh, you're from a different place, a different. It's the same. Oh my gosh, it's the same reason when someone from England lives here, we care about them more. Like we're more willing to talk. You have an Australian accent. Let's talk about Australia. You have. Oh, sorry, I just had that epiphany right there, right now. I think you like people are more open to us, and we we're able to um, be less self-conscious because they're these people are interested in us yeah like we we don't have to do anything to prove that we're cool or not they just like us because we're different yeah oh my gosh that's 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 what it is that is what it is uh, maybe it's maybe it's something different but i'm just gonna go on the record that's what it is it's because we're different that's what because people in mexico loved me because i was white and had blue eyes yeah no i think you're right i think that's what it is because you aren't i don't feel as self-conscious when i travel as when i meet people in the states and i think that that's why because we're all the same, in air quotes, in the United States. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy that I figured that out right now. Um, is there any other reasons that people, like, are there people that just, like, I like to, like, what, what's the reason that you travel? I don't know if you've mentioned that. Like, what's your, because, uh. like, the reason I ask, because what I want to say to people is, don't think that when you travel, it's going to be relaxing, unless, like, you're going to a place that's just for relaxing. The one thing I regret about our trip, I'm not like pointing fingers or anything, like because you did all of the planning, Sheila, like you did all the legwork for everybody. And so that like was a huge relief for all of us. But what sucked about the trip was like three days, three days. That was, and I think you've, we've talked about this and you've said the same thing, but don't, I would never do that ever again. I would never do two countries maybe two locations or different locations within one country, but I would never do two locations in less than a week or two different separate countries. Yeah. I think that's another thing that comes back to like your travel style. Like if your goal is to maximize and like see as much as you can and experience as much as you can, which I think my cousin would have been on that spectrum. Like he just wanted to go, go, go and like see everything he could possibly see and meet all the people. But if you want it to be a relaxing, more like indulgent experience, then I agree. Like that was a very rapid way to, to go 
approach traveling. Like when Rebecca and I went, we did two and a half days in Dublin and two and a half days in Edinburgh. And it was so fast. It was so fun. But like by the time I got home, I think I got sick because I was so tired. (laughs) I think it just depends on what you want. You always need to make sure that you have a buffer day. Like it was huge for my wife and I. We got home Saturday night just to have that Sunday before we had to go back. I would even recommend more time than that. Like almost like get back on a Friday so you have Saturday and Sunday to recover because especially jet lag and traveling distances like that is a real thing. Um, I think we experienced it. Like I had extreme jet lag from when we were in England Mm -hmm. more than anything. Um, Like I was just like, I want to go to sleep. It's... I want to go to sleep for like eight hours. Well, it's two o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's two o'clock. So that would mean you'd wake up at 10. Great for if you want to go out and see the nightlife and whatnot. But yeah, like we had like two hours of daylight every day because we would wake up so late and it was like the time of year that the sun went down at four o'clock. That that was brutal. I, I would go as far as saying like I don't I did not adjust even when we come came back. It took me weeks to come back to like a normal wow. sleeping schedule and i've never had that happen to me in all of like the times we've gone anywhere that particular trip really messed me up we were like very messed up on our sleeping schedules if you don't get it right that first day you're kind of screwed and we did not get it right <laughs> no like because well what sucked too is like you're unless like you have man they should make a superhero that can fall asleep on planes because man that is difficult uh, if you can't fall asleep on a plane, we got into England like early morning. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there are so many things uh, that I'm that are starting to come back to me. I just want to do a really quick rapid fire. Make sure you have the right uh, adapters for plugging things in. Make sure you have lots of backup plans if you don't have internet. Because like I, if I ever travel to Europe again, I'm getting a data plan just as a safety net more than anything. Cause there were a lot of times where I'm like, we're like, I think it was like King's cross station. Is that what it's called? Um, because we want to do the stupid Harry Potter thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like there are certain times where you like, I don't think any of us panic cause we were always able to figure it out, but it would just have been so much easier to just be like, Oh, I have data. Uber. Oh, yeah. Uber, like not to have to like, all right, we have to go. We went to McDonald's that one day so we could get internet just so we could communicate with each other. Yeah. Like to let everybody, if you're going in a group too, because we went off by ourselves, each individual, whatever, like by themselves. And so it's just so, like, there were days where it'd be like, we wouldn't see your cousins like at all. all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we wouldn't see them until, like, oh, and you're here for dinner. How yeah. you guys doing? Which it, you make a good point about, like, the group travel, because every time Aaron and I go, we don't get a data plan, and it's usually fine because it's just him and I. And if we can't find a place to go, we just go somewhere and then we get internet and then. Like, whatever. Like, I actually like not having the internet on my phone because it's, like, truly vacation and I can't, like, get sucked into stupid social media or whatever or my email or whatever. So I prefer it, but I agree. On that trip, we there was so much communication that needed to happen and we needed Ubers and we needed all this stuff and it was really hard. I think you just learn that stuff as, it go, as you go, too. Yeah, I would just make sure anybody listening that you know that <laughs> that thing – because it can get that, that McDonald's like, man, I totally forgot about it. Like it, it's one of those things that you're not going to remember unless like you think about traveling, but that was so annoying. Like 
we don't know where everybody is. Let's figure this out. And like, part of me is just like, well, this we're all adults. Like, just do your own effing thing. We'll see each other at the home at the house when we get back. But who has the key? Is <laughs> <laughs> another thing that becomes difficult. Like, if you're not staying in a hotel, you can't get six room keys for everybody. You only have the one to be able to get back in, and then. The stupid cleaning people don't realize that you left the key on the counter and then you have to freak out about that when you're in Spain. Anyways, just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm expressing, I'm expressing Sheila's inner id, right? Right there. I don't think she would ever be that vocal with what was going on, but I think that's how a little bit inside it, it, it felt. The key thing stressed me out. The rest of it didn't stress me out. I don't know. My, my stress was more like everyone else having a good time was really stressful for me. Like, I like that's that was really hard because I was the one that, like, coordinated it or, like, brought all these people together. So it was very stressful for me that, like, everyone got along and, like, had fun and whatever. The coordinating of, like, when and where, I was, I was fine with. But that's just, like, my travel style, I guess, which is ironic because Aaron and I argue every night about what to eat for dinner. And I, like, couldn't care less what we would eat for dinner in, like, England or Spain. In, like, a different country. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just think it depends. I think everyone's different. And that's a interesting, a good point that you bring up about, like, you got to be careful with mixing groups. But for the most part, if everybody's an adult, it's going to work out fine. Like, I don't know if I should say stuff out loud there might be certain people in our travels that I would never ever travel with again but I think we all did a really good job of keeping it classy I guess you could say yeah um, for the most like for the most part I think we all because ultimately it just comes down to like we're all adults like we don't need to be dicks with one another like let's just we're here this is happening let's make the best of the situation which I think can be difficult but yeah I, th- I think we did a really good job with that, but I do highly recommend, well, I do highly recommend, like, you have to have, you can't just all be together at the same time the entire trip. Everybody needs to, like, do their little, get their little breaks, break off from each other, just to make sure that nobody, and I learned that from said mission that I was talking about where I was forced to be with one person all the time, 24-7 for 700 and I can't do the math 730 days. I think the math ends up being, um, that's, that's where that's coming from. Like you need to make sure that you break away from people on occasion or else you're just going to go insane and end up saying something that you wish you would have said. Uh, there's only one, there's only one time that I said something that I wish I wouldn't have said, but I understand the circumstances we were under and the state that everybody was in at the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like for the most part, I think it was, I think it was all I good. Even, I don't like, I don't even know what you're referring to. So maybe I was in my own state. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, but that would be a major recommendation for me. Uh, oh man, planning travel is so hard. You got to find good flights, find good flights, find good Airbnbs because it is going to be expensive, especially if you're like me and you're just like. I'd like to drop a thousand dollars on food. <laughs> that's where that's where I would like my money to go. If that's a possibility, you have to do really good at budgeting, and then also don't get confused. This is something that I really wish I would have known. A pound does not equal a dollar, <laughs> and I knew that. I knew that a pound didn't equal a dollar, but for some reason, even though I knew that, I had this like state of mind where I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, that's five dollars. 
And nope, it's eight. That was it's the eight, worst. Actually. Coming That's, home and so looking. So it was, yep. I was like, oh, yeah, Ooh. I spent a lot more money than I thought I did. All right. Um, Sheila, how would you, once again, putting you on the spot, how would you recommend splitting bills? Because I don't think we found, like, the perfect way with, like, our giant group and whatnot. How would you recommend doing that? Yeah. Um, I think you... I think our challenge was that we were a group of a lot of different types of people. I think when you travel with people you're really close to, I think it's like usually everyone, like if everyone kind of orders similarly, you just split the check. Like I, like I'm more of the opinion of like just split it evenly because tip like usually in those scenarios, you're kind of like all getting drinks and you're all getting this and you're all getting that. When you have people who like don't drink or people who are on a really tight budget or whatever that becomes a lot more complicated because then I'm worried like I'm shafting someone if I split the bill and they're picking up some of mine or whatever um in that case like just split the like split it like figure out what your costs were and split it but in life I'm generally more of a just an even split like what was difficult for me too is like what I, what I wish we would have done is anytime we're all together, only one person is paying. Like it's always yes. the same person because that became such a cluster at the end. It was so confusing. Like I think – like I'm not even sure if I got all the money I was due. Also, I'm not sure if I paid the amount of money that I was supposed to pay to people. Like I I honestly don't know. Like it's neither here nor there, but – as long as you're with cool people, I don't think anyone like, but at the same time, I'm not like, oh, this person shafted me. Like, I don't feel that way at all. So you just kind of have to figure out how, what the best way to do that is. Yeah. Well, cause in our group, it was hard. We had, we had, I think like a couple people that didn't really drink and like we were drinking a lot and that, that's, that becomes really expensive. And I don't think that it's fair if like someone who doesn't drink at all and is trying to save money has to like split the bill with everyone. But I don't know. Because drinking is expensive. It is. It's really expensive. Um, but it, then it is a lot harder to figure out. At least five pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned a lot. I lear- Like, I had never done group travel like that before. I mean, none of us had. And I feel like I learned a lot about, like, logistics and personalities and, and everything. But I thought the experience itself was still super awesome. It's just, like, there's different benefits. Like, it was really cool to share that with all of you guys. It was fun. Even it was if a it good had time. additional challenges. Well, I think what's great too is like don't have plan, but don't have too much of a plan either. Because I think like one of my favorite experiences, guess what? One of my favorite experiences, if you're thinking of not planned things, do you think you could guess? It was in Barcelona. I'll give you that as a hint. One of my favorite not planned oh, things that we just... Climbing, climbing the mountain. Yep. Name, nailed it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like... One of my, I think that was my favorite thing in Barcelona was when we climbed that mountain and you could just see the entire city. That was really fun. And we just start, like we started climbing, like, I wonder how high we can get, because why were we doing it? We wanted to watch the sunset. And I think we saw people like kind of walking up. This is for people who have or have not been to to Barcelona. It's at Park Güell. I always say it wrong. Alex has it better. I don't know how you say it. (laughs) But like. Park Güell. You can keep going higher, but I feel like at some point we were just about to leave and we saw people walking higher, and so we just kept going, and then we were chasing the sunset. Yep. It was was, awesome. That was one of my... If I was going to say... And that's what's like kind of weird about it. Like, I wonder if I could find those experiences here, like where I live. The reason being is, like, 
I didn't Sagrada Familia overrated IMO. You have to pay a lot of money. It's cool. Don't get me wrong. It's there's some cool stuff. Like you learn a little bit, whatever, whatever. But the 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 irony that it was nature and just watching a sunset over a city was the coolest thing is just something I realized about myself. I'm just like, man, this is this is cool. Things that men did not create yeah. are way more cool for the most part. And nobody get mad at me and be like, well, God created it. I'm just saying, I'm just saying is the only reason I will, well, that I bring that up. And like Sagrada Familia was cool because it's such a unique cathedral or what basilica. I think it's technically a basilica now. But otherwise, like you kind of if you see a church, you see in a lot of churches. Like, I don't know. any, And I'm not a big museum person. If you've seen a museum, you've seen a lot of museums. Like, I, I don't know. I think that the things about traveling that are really cool are, like, the little bits of information that you learn. Um, like, I, I know we didn't do this, but people have told me that the Churchill Arms uh, experience or whatever in London is really cool. And it's, like, more of, like, an experience than, like, a museum or whatever. I don't know. Oh. Like, like I, Churchill War Rooms. War Rooms. Sorry. Churchill Arms is a bar. <laughs> Okay. Across the street from my I, was, I was like, I was like, what the hell is Churchill Arms? <laughs> it's literally a bar across from my office. Cool, fun story. So yeah, Churchill War Rooms, um, like stuff like that. I think would have been cooler. And then all of my favorite memories from the trip were were like, like I loved sitting on the beach in Barcelona and on Thanksgiving and just like hanging out. Like even if the food wasn't that, that was good pretty or fun, it was overpriced or whatever. Like it was just like a cool way to stumble down there and end up like on Thanksgiving on the beach with like your friends on the other side of the world. That's cool. All the people we met were really cool. But like, I, when I think of Barcelona, I don't think about, Oh, La Sagrada Familia. Like that was the coolest thing. Like it, it was cool, but. Not so you would, you wouldn't be, are you, are you not one of those people who is like, you got to see like, cause you said one of the cool things was like Santorina, Greece, being on like the sides of cliffs and whatnot, like that is stuff that I find more fascinating. Like how people adapted to whatever surroundings they have more than, I don't know, like, like, like museums and buildings. One, you have to pay for all this crap. <laughs> and two, it's all on the internet. And three, it's just so time consuming when you could do, you could spend an hour and a half climbing up a mountain and getting to watch the coolest Barcelona sunset, yeah, and get having and forcing Aaron to take pictures of us. <laughs> but I will say, like, if we had gone to the La Sagrada Familia and we didn't do the tour, I would have been less impressed. Like, I do think what we learned in the tour yes. shaped the experience a lot more. And I regret sometimes not springing for like the tours when I go to some of these places. But I agree, I'd still rather climb that mountain. Well, yeah, it was super cool. That the tour, the coolest thing, part of the tour, was when she let us know that J.K. Rowling was inspired by the Sagrada Familia. That's where she got um, Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The design for it came from the Sagrada Familia. Fun fact: How many people? How many people believed what I just said? <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a lie. But just just to let you know, I would be a much better tour guide than our tour guide. <laughs> No, I agree. I bet, like, no. If had we not, well, ah, oh, man. But I, at the same time, I hated a lot of the stuff that she said. I'm like, no oh, yeah. one cares. Yeah. Like, I do agree that, like, having the tour guide is better. Like, if we would have just gone to the Sagrada Familia, I would have been so 
so pissed. Like I just spent, I just spent thirty euros to just walk through this thing. Yeah. All right. Oh, look, it's naked Jesus. I bet you people got pissed about that. But it, I think what the tours add is, like, this human element, and that's what all these buildings are missing when you just, like, see the building. Like, the story about the uh, Japanese architect that worked on this La Sagrada Familia and, like, incorporated, like, Japanese people in the sculptures and, like, wanting that to be represented as part of, like, God's creation and whatever. And you're, like, not expecting that because it's in Spain, it's, that's like the human element to it. Like the people behind what made this, not like, oh, it's just like this big church that's like, whatever. I don't know. And as another Catholic miracle, that Japanese man who was an atheist oh, yeah. be- became a Catholic. That's right. <laughs> oh, I hate stories like that. <laughs> she was really drinking the Kool-Aid too. Oh my goodness. I mean, in all fairness, fruit punch drink. I just want to point that out. Kool-Aid was not served at Jim Jones's uh, retreat. Just want to point that out. It was a uh, it was a fruit drink, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just you know what Kool-Aid's a sponsor of the podcast, and I don't want to you know don't want to throw them under the bus like that. Fair point. I will Kool-Aid, say though, like if the you best drink that you should <laughs> never drink. <laughs> like I when we I feel like it depends on where you go too because. When we went to Dublin, we did the Book of Kells, which is that it's in Trinity College and it's like this amazing old library. And I'd seen it in like some Pinterest photo when I was, whenever, whenever Pinterest came out. Planning your wedding. Obviously, you're an avid traveler. Would you recommend that people travel or is it more of like a, it just depends? I would recommend that everyone travels. Um, Like blanket statement. Like, I like wholeheartedly believe that people should experience other cultures and other worldviews and like other just other ways of living um, in their own circle. But I understand that a lot of people like aren't truly interested in it and it's a big expense. And I think that you should do what's right for you and your family. Um, so like if you have like I'm not saying you should prioritize paying for your kids clothing <laughs> <laughs> to like travel. You should travel. But don't feed your kids. But don't feed your kids. But I, I do think like everyone. And if you benefits. do, make sure you serve Kool Aid. <laughs> like I do think everyone benefits from experiencing other cultures if you do it the right way. I like I, I think you should try to live where the people live and not like go stay in just fancy hotels and whatever. Unless it's what you want for like a vacation. But I think that like there's a difference between traveling for a vacation. Like, I go to Mexico to vacation, but I go to other places sometimes or other parts of Mexico to, like, experience the people and the, and the food and the culture. I would add to that, be close to the things that you want to be close to because I enjoyed Barcelona so much more because, one, we were, like, we were living, like you said, with the people and whatnot. Like, we're, we're, we rented someone's apartment. Uh, but the fact that we were central Barcelona, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then with England, we were so far away from anything, but we were doing the same thing. Like, and I understand cost goes into that. Like it's more expensive to be in the middle of the city in England, especially. Um, but I do think I, and I think that might've been a huge factor. Why, Like we could walk everywhere in Barcelona, England guarantee you have to like 
take the metro or get an Uber, and I'm not taking the metro in another country. Sorry. I, I had a hard enough time figuring out how to do it in New York. I'm not going to try to figure <laughs> it out without my cell phone in another country. Yeah. But I definitely am happy that I went because I learned so much about how I want to travel in the future. But my recommendation to people would be you have to figure out if it, like, don't just do it because everyone else is doing it. Like, traveling to me is like heroin. It's for some people and not for other people. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Who's heroin for? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I can't think of another I can't think of a, another comparison. I'm sorry. But it's just one of those things like traveling is for some people and then it's not for other people. And I just don't want people to think like, "Oh, because everyone else is doing it, I need to go and do it as well." Uh, because you'll just lose a lot of money and you got to do it for the right reasons. Cause you'll just be so unhappy that you did it. I'm happy. Once again, I'm happy that I did it. I would do, I would do a couple things differently and I think it would be a much more, it was already enjoyable. Just increase that enjoyment and travel. And like all of our travel plans were perfect as well. If that makes sense, like nothing, everything was on time for me. Everything like, planning it blue because the agency I was using sucked, but I could only imagine how much more that would have made the trip suck if things weren't on time. So I, I got extremely lucky with my first non-North American travel Yeah, is what I would say about that. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think you don't, as the kids say, don't, don't do it for the gram. They say do it for the gram. Trust me. <laughs> I'm really hip and young. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> As the kids say, do it for the gram. To the Don't. young part, not the hip part. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Alex. That's cool. Cool. Um, I was also being sarcastic, but... Uh, no, I mean, don't... don't well, do- all you have to say to that is, you're older than me, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying I'm not hip. Anyway... Oh, is that what I said? Yeah. I thought I said... Oh, man, I was... I, I, I flipped it then. I meant to say that you, you were old, is oh. what I meant to oh, say. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Um, I apologize. Thank apologize. You. Thank you. Glad to know that I'm hip. Um, You're old, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've already come to terms with that. Um, but yeah, don't do it for the Instagram likes. Like, that's not a good enough motivation. Um, it's too expensive. Like, I don't know. Go, go pay for Instagram. I don't know. Like, that's that's just not a good motivation. But I do Photoshop. think everyone should do it at least once. Like I just to see if you like it or see if it opens up like a different part of you because every time that I come back from a trip, I feel more connected to other people and more open to other people and like just I don't know like I just feel better I feel better. Yeah, I mean that's I agree with that. Like, but that is what I have to say about traveling, and I agree with. Sheila, I think we got to a good point. Like, don't do it for the gram. Do it for for the right reasons. As you should be doing anything in your life. Like, even don't do things just in your everyday life for the gram. Like, if that's the reason that you're living your life, your life is is meaningless. And I don't say that so that you commit suicide. I say that so that you find meaning for your life. Freedom. Yeah, like it... Your entire life is being controlled by the populace and not by yourself. Yes, you're making the decisions and whatnot, but you got to make sure that the decisions that you're making in your life are because you want to do those things for yourself and not for anybody else. That was the real reason. Like, this is 
this is just a huge roundabout way. Like, let's pretend like we're talking about travel, and in reality, be like, it's like it's like a GI Joe, it's like GI Joe or like a He Man commercial. So, what we learned on today's episode, <laughs> even though like the episode has nothing, it's like it's so convoluted. But like this, is, be nice to your sister. Um, but that would be my my main takeaway. Is like just happiness is I, I, we're living in the best time ever. Don't let the best time ever control like the decisions that you make um, in your life. Uh, that's Sheila. Do you have anything else that you want to say before I do my new my new sign off? <laughs> we have a new one. Um, no, I agree. I think go travel, go do things because you want to, not because you think other people will think it's cool. Do what you want to do. Live your life. So I once again want to thank everybody for uh, listening to us. And whenever we have something that we want to talk about, we hope that you give it a listen. Have a good one. so many sinus infections have you been doing cocaine all the cocaine i do oh god like dead serious dead serious i'm like all right let's calm down <laughs> <laughs> it was just a perfect setup by sheila she was pointing at me she's she skype messaged me she's like make a joke about what i'm about to say so it's sheila's fault it's sheila's fault <laughs> and since sheila's a woman anything she says goes Totally appropriate. Oh, man. I swear, I swear people are going to listen to some of these podcasts and be like, I think Alex is a closet sexist. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he, he seems like he's joking around about, but I don't think he really likes women. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>